Welcome back, Bearcats. My name is Emily Ziemba, and I am your new host of the New Student Program's podcast series, Becoming a Bearcat. This season, I am joined by Mel Caruso and Eli Engler, our returning orientation advisor mentors. For this season of Becoming a Bearcat, each episode will include testimonials from Binghamton students about their experiences, along with unique facts, suggestions, and perspectives to spark some enthusiasm about coming to college at Binghamton University. The topic for our first episode is top 10 hidden gems in Binghamton. Over the next 20 minutes or so, Mel, Eli, and I are going to share some of our favorite parts of Binghamton, most of which are off-campus activities and events. Personally, my favorite thing to do in Binghamton is go to local sporting events. Two of these teams include the Binghamton Rumble Ponies and the Binghamton Black Bears. So the Binghamton Rumble Ponies are an American minor league team. They're the AA affiliates of the New York Mets. Let's go Mets. And they play at Morabito Stadium, which is located right in Binghamton. So they're our local baseball team, and their season lasts from about mid-April to mid-September. So it's a really fun thing for students to do right at the end of the spring semester and right at the beginning of the fall semester. Tickets are between $8 and $15, depending on where you want to sit, but they do have student discounts. That's really nice, and they do a lot of fun stuff. So they have, like, themed nights where students and anybody that's coming can get dressed up as Marvel characters. They have a lot of students participate in games between different innings, and they have a t-shirt cannon, which is really exciting, but I have yet to ever get a t-shirt. The other team we have is the Binghamton Black Bears. They're our minor professional hockey team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. So they play at Visions Veterans Memorial Arena and it's located right in downtown Binghamton where a lot of our restaurants are, where our downtown center actually is. So if you go to those games, you can actually park in the downtown center so you don't have to worry about trying to find parking like everybody else is. Their season's a little different. It's a little bit longer, so it lasts from mid-October to mid-April, depending on how far they make it in the playoffs. But they're a really good team, so they actually make it pretty far every year. And they also do student discounts, and tickets are anywhere between $13 and $18, again, depending on where you want to sit. But I know a lot of student groups actually do games as like social activities, and they have big group deals as well, where you can get kind of like combo deals with tickets, food, drinks, and all of that stuff. And it's really a fun thing to do if you're looking to stay busy on the weekends. So my significant other and I are actually thinking about buying season tickets for the Black Bears next year because they play almost every Friday and Saturday, and it's a super fun thing to do if you have nothing else going on. Hi, my name is Eli. Unintentional rhyme there, but I am one of the returning orientation advisor mentors. I'm here to talk to you about the number two hidden gem in Binghamton, Restaurant Week. You're probably wondering, what is Restaurant Week? Restaurant Week basically is a twice a year occurrence where most of the restaurants in Binghamton come together to create specialized menus and combinations for reduced prices. And I'd say the vast majority, if not all of these special menus feature three course menus for some combination of lunch or dinner. So why does Restaurant Week happen? So basically it funds charity and some organizations that have been donated to in the past are the Boys and Girls Club of Binghamton, Habitat for Humanity, and the Animal Care Club. And like I said earlier, it happens twice per year, once in the fall and once in the spring. And I know it's restaurant week, it's really like about 10 days. So mm -hmm. if you're you know, listening now and it's the summer of 2023, you're probably like, when is it gonna be in fall 2023? It's actually gonna be Tuesday, September 26th through Thursday, October 5th. 
and you can check out menus. They're probably not up yet, but they are going to be on the Eat Thing website, and it's a great website to check out because you can see the different restaurants, what menus they have, what prices, what times they're open, all the information you'd want mm -hmm. to know before you make any reservations or commitments to mm -hmm. go. So fun little Restaurant Week story. I'm a writer for the Pipe Dream, our newspaper, another hidden gem, the Pipe Dream <laughs> newspaper. Make Endorsement. Sure to, yeah, make sure to grab a copy <laughs> while you're on campus. Um, we actually do have an orientation issue, so check that out. What happens is that Pipe Dream, every year, every semester, we do coverage for Restaurant Week. So we send writers and photographers to all the restaurants that want to participate. And so I have had the privilege of going twice. Uh, last fall, I went to The Grove, had an excellent mm. pasta dish and, and a brownie that was really good. Cannot stop thinking about that brownie. <laughs> um, and, and this, actually, this past week, or it's currently Restaurant Week as we record the podcast. It's mm. not going to be Restaurant Week when you listen, unless you listen <laughs> really far in the future. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I, last week I went to Social on State, which is kind of an upscale restaurant, one that I usually wouldn't have the chance to go to, but thanks to Restaurant Week, you know, I was able to go, had a really good meal. I also had pasta, so you can tell what like kind pasta? of... pasta? I do like <laughs> pasta. Oh my goodness. Getting exposed on the podcast. Right here, but, but yeah, that's been my experience at Restaurant Week. I know you guys have some other stories to share as well. My favorite place to eat during Restaurant Week, speaking of pasta, is Lost Dog Cafe, specifically for their rigatoni alla vodka and nothing else. I mean, so it's, real. It's a three-course meal, but the pasta is the only thing that matters. <laughs> that is a true Binghamton <laughs> classic dish. You have to get the rigatoni alla vodka before you graduate. You have to. Dare I throw in Thai time? Oh, Thai time. <laughs> Restaurant week at Thai time is actually a life-changing experience. Very good. 25 to $30 for a three-course meal, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. It'll save you a lot of money. Food is absolutely delicious. Highly recommend the Thai fried rice with chicken. It will change mm. your life forever. And Restaurant Week definitely gives you a chance to attend some of the nicer Binghamton restaurants at a lower price. So definitely take advantage of this opportunity when it comes. With that being said, we are going to move on to hidden gem number three. Hi everyone, my name is Mel. I'm our other Rome for this summer. You may have just heard my voice speaking on Thai time, but now I'm going to introduce number three on our hidden gems list, which is Luma. So Luma is basically a giant outdoor projection gallery, which features animation and light installations, as well as the use of projection mapping technology to basically broadcast these big animations and artwork, 3D artwork, onto the buildings in downtown Binghamton. Mm -hmm. My description has no way of doing it justice. <laughs> you need to go there and see it for yourself. In addition, all of the local restaurants and shops do a lot of tabling and have vendors on the street, so you have the opportunity to get some food from local restaurants on the street, as well as some more like festival-y food, like funnel cakes. There's all kinds oh, of I things that you can, cake. funnel cake, amazing. <laughs> I cannot get off track about funnel cakes, they're so good. Um, it does not cost anything to go. There's no entrance fee or ticket required. It does get pretty crowded because both local Binghamton residents as well as students tend to swarm the streets. So it does get pretty crowded, but it's a very fun experience. I highly recommend all of you check that out. This year, 2023, it's going to be on September 8th and 9th. So it's a great activity for the beginning of the school year to kind of get you acclimated to the downtown area. 
Yeah. If you don't have car access, you can also take the bus as yep. well. Sometimes they release like a special bus schedule during yeah. that weekend um, because of what's going on downtown. They definitely do block off some roads mm -hmm. as well um, in the downtown area for cars, but there's always like signage up on where you can detour. You might even just be able to take the bus to the University Downtown Center because it's right there mm -hmm. and you could always just walk. Because mm -hmm. once you're parked, it's all walking. You don't have yeah. to actually drive anywhere. Yeah. You know, I have to confess that one of my biggest misses as a Binghamton University student is that I, is that I haven't gone to Luma yet. Mm. I still have a, a year or two left, so I definitely will check it out. You have forward. to go. Go it's next so year. It's so cool. Next year. It's so cool. We'll go together. We'll <laughs> do a little orientation trip. Love it. So with that, we are going to move on to hidden gem number four. I think this is the only one on our list that none of us have actually been to yet. So even though the three of us haven't gone, I know personally a lot of my friends or old co-workers have gone. Agreed. And this place is known as Chucksters. So it's pretty much like a family fun park that has some indoor, some outdoor activities. But just to name a few of the things that they have there, they have mini golf. And it's actually home to the longest mini golf hole in the state of New York. Wow. Fun fact. No way. Fun fact. That's yep. crazy. That Google told me. I have to go. Now we have to go. Laser tag. They have zip lining, a rock climbing wall, batting cages, trampolines, basketball courts, and brand new, they actually have escape rooms as well. Wow. And there hasn't, there's not many places in Binghamton that have escape rooms. No. So that's cool. That's, that's awesome. like a new addition. And then another fun fact, they actually have award-winning ice cream. I want to know, like, what are the ice cream awards? Like, where, where are the ice cream Oscars and how can I watch what are, Yeah, what are yeah. the requirements? You know, what are, how are they judged? Do they need a taste tester? Because I'm always down. If you're looking yeah. for a job. I'll, I'll throw my number out there. For where the is Chucksters? Yeah. It's right down Vestal Parkway. It's about a 10 to 15 minute drive. Oh, yeah. gotcha. They have really good deals if you're going with a group or if you want to do multiple activities. So if you wanted to just do one of them, they obviously have prices just for that. But if you wanted to do even eight of the activities, they have deals where you can get it at a reduced price. So definitely something to check out with a big group of friends when you're trying to see what the Binghamton area has to offer. And with that being said, we are going to move into the art museum. What is the art museum? It's an ever-changing display and exhibition art here on the Binghamton campus. They have works on paper, paintings, sculpture, and decorative arts from around the world spanning 5,000 years. And what's crazy is that it's right here on campus, located in the Fine Arts Building. You can't miss it when you're walking on the spine. That's like between the Union and the lecture hall, that area. Does it cost anything to get in? It actually doesn't, Mel. Great oh, question. No it's way. It's free for BU students. I've actually never been there. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So actually, I think, like Eli was talking about with Luma, I think one of my misses is the fact that I've never been to the art museum. Because there's a cafe in that building, too. The John Arthur Cafe. John Arthur Cafe, Arthur cafe. Yeah. 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 I know they host a lot of events in there. I know there's something they do called the 24-hour drawing marathon, mm. where basically people rotate in and out, and they try to keep people drawing for 24 hours. Not sure what point in the year that takes place in, but I do know that's something they do annually, which is mm. pretty cool. Yeah. There's also a museum shop where you can purchase handmade jewelry, hand-dyed scarves, and silk-covered journals. That's awesome. Oh, no, that's cool. The current exhibition is really cool. It's yeah. called Bonds, Glass Bonds. A little oh. James Bond pun there. Ooh. And um, there's a lot of cool glass stuff. And as a chemistry major, I was kind of intrigued because I, I use glassware in lab every week. Mm -hmm. And I was not disappointed in the you know descriptions of glass, the, all the different examples that they had. I feel like I learned something, which I can actually apply 
to my studies here and I'm not even an art major. So I think that's really awesome. That's awesome. Cool. When I was doing research about the art museum, I was talking about how one of Binghamton University's, like, part of their roadmap is emphasizing the importance of research. And it talks about how that's even incorporated into the art museum because they have so many different pieces of art from different ancient times and different people. And Mm -hmm. it gives students that are interested in art history a chance to research that. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. That's awesome. Yeah. So number six is Speedy Fest and Balloon Rally. So for the uneducated, (laughs) AKA the non-Binghamton locals among us, I'm saying this as somebody who also didn't know. What is a Speedy? So Speedies are the local delicacy of Binghamton. As they tell you, it is small pieces of marinated meat, usually chicken, but can also be lamb, pork, or beef that are skewered and then grilled and covered in a sauce. I have only (laughs) eaten a Speedy like probably three or four times, I know, but they are delicious, absolutely delicious. So the Speedy Fest and Balloon Rally are kind of a big festival celebrating the Speedy since Mm -hmm. it's so important to Binghamton culture. So at the festival, they have a cooking contest. They have a ton of food tents of traditional carnival food. They have like halal food Mm -hmm. as well as fried chicken, lemonade, Funnel cakes, fried Oreos, all the funnel cakes. Everything comes back to funnel cakes, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, The balloon rally features hot air balloons fly above um, the festival, which when I attended two years ago, it was at Otsuningo Park, which is about 10 Mm -hmm. minutes away from the main campus and five minutes away from SUNY Broom, which is our local community college. The festival also has live music and a children's play area. The year I went, there was actually a meet and greet with esteemed actress Peyton List. You may know her from Die of a Wimpy Kid or Jessie. Jessie! You might know her from, and I actually did not have the chance to meet Peyton List, which I was extremely disappointed about, but I do know people that were able to meet her. And the Speedy Fest costs $25 for all day admission, and it generally takes place in the beginning of the year, I believe September, October timeframe. But no, the balloon launch is definitely one of the main focal points of the mm. day, and it's very cool to see. Have either of you guys been before? I have not. I have not. I've had Speedies before, but not at Speedy Fest. It's a lot of fun. Unfortunate. You know, every time I go to Wegmans, I admire the massive containers of Speedy sauce that they have. One <laughs> oh, day they gonna, do. They do. One day I'm going to buy one, and I'll make a lot of Speedies, but... Maybe, maybe for the fest next year, I'll, I'll cater. So Speedies go hard. If you're making a bucket list for your time at Binghamton University, just make sure Speedies are on there somewhere. You got to make sure you try them. For sure. So number seven on our top ten hidden gems of Binghamton, New York, is Robot City Games. And the three of us, none of us had been here, but a lot of my close friends have gone. I'm not a huge gamer, but I know my significant other is. So Robot City Games, it's the biggest arcade in New York State, and they have more than 125 games, some of them from 1974. It's also a video game store, so you can purchase video games, but you can also purchase different platforms to play them on. It's located on Clinton Street from campus. It's about like a 10 minute drive, depending on traffic. And if you want to actually see the entire game list, you can go to robotcitygames.com slash game list and it'll tell you all 125 games that they have, the year that it's from, how you play the game, and it gives you pretty much like an entire rundown of how the place works. Not to spoil, but this place looks pretty cool. 
I'm looking at the list right now that Emily mentioned, and there's like 20-something pinball machines and even more video games. They even have that Mario Kart arcade machine. <laughs> wow. That thing is awesome. I always play it. They have a Mortal Kombat machine. They oh my gosh. Pac-Man. Yes, they have, yes. They have like four <laughs> different packages. They got Street Fight. Wow, this pl- I have to go here. This place looks awesome. Wow. Orientation retreat. We're going. <laughs> I, I see on their website it says they have 31 different pinball machines. That's got to be some sort of record. It has to be a record. Yeah. We'll look it up and report back next No, episode. we're totally going. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we are going to move on to hidden gem number eight. Hello, I'm Eli. I'm here to talk about the number eight hidden gem in Binghamton, and that is kind of a dual hidden gem in Apple Hills and the Cider Mill. So what is Apple Hills? It's a farmer's market and cafe with you-pick seasons, including strawberries, cherries, raspberries, blueberries, and of course, apples. So I have been to Apple Hills in the fall, uh, probably around September, and I went with a big group of friends, and we picked apples, went to their little cafe, Saw the petting zoo had an absolute blast there. Definitely want to go back before I graduate. One of the things I want to do again. So it's located in Binghamton, about 10 miles from campus. So it's going to be tricky to get there using, you know, the the local bus system. So the best way is probably by car. Mm-hmm. You make a friend of an upperclassman who has a car and make them take you there. That's that's my pro <laughs> tip. Real. <laughs> <laughs> or ask ask your OA to drive you there maybe. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the next part of number eight is the cider mill. Very similar. They have apples, apple cider, and slushies, candy apples, donuts, pastries, fresh pies, fresh bread, cheese, and pumpkins. This is actually located in Endicott, which is uh, roughly five miles from campus. It's a little closer. Mm -hmm. That's kind of one of the weird things that they don't tell you about Binghamton University. It's not actually located in Binghamton. It's in Vestal. So if you see something's in Binghamton, it doesn't necessarily mean it's right next to campus, right? It's in one of the towns surrounding campus. Geography is tricky. I've actually been to Apple Hills, too. Place is amazing. It's definitely like the apple picking experience that you would picture in like a movie or like it's actually awesome i love their donuts and i love their apple cider and i love their petting zoo i got to pet some goats and see some chickens love a good little apple picking experience so number nine is a true hidden gem which is stair park Stair Park is located about a mile from campus, also in Vestal, and it is a wooded park with walking trails, a creek, and a small waterfall. Honestly, I feel like the waterfall is kind of the big draw of the park Mm -hmm. because every single time that I've been, I got in the waterfall and I like hung out like in the water, like with my friends and with Mm -hmm. my coworkers. And the water's nice and there's like enough to like kind of tread in it. It's not like swimmable, but you can definitely like go in it and just like cool off. Um, It's a pretty small park, but with that, it's pretty serene. And there's a pretty good playground too for the young at heart. I Aww. highly recommend you check it out. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite places to go during the summer in Binghamton, but doesn't mean you can't go all year round. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been to Stair Park? I actually have been. I didn't even realize I had been, but apparently during my chemistry 106 lab course, general chemistry lab, uh, you might have to take it if you're a chemistry or pre-med, pre-health major, you get to go on a trip to collect water samples, and we went to the Stair Park. Oh. And it was pretty cool. How far is Stair Park from it's a, campus? It's about a mile away, like a okay. five-minute drive. But even if if you wanted to go outside and kind of be one with nature and you don't have a car to get anywhere, we do have a nature preserve right on campus. Hun- hundred 
82. 182. And you know why I know that? Blink 182. (laughs) Um, It is 182 acres, the nature preserve. There's all kinds of cool things you can find in there, like abandoned cars and hiking trails and a whole bunch of... The nature preserve is awesome. That's awesome. So our 10th and final hidden gem, it's more of a fun fact about the Binghamton area, but Johnson City in the Binghamton area is actually the carousel capital of the world. Uh, the world? The world. Whoa. No the world. way. What does that like? What does that mean? So Binghamton is home to six of the last remaining hand-carved vintage carousels. So I did a lot of research about this to make wow. sure I got the story right. Endicott Johnson Shoe Company co-founder George Johnson was a big believer in employee benefits. And just to help out his employees back in the day and make sure they had a better quality of life, he would build hospitals, he would fund to build parks in the area, and he actually built homes for some of his workers just to make sure that they were satisfied outside of work. He was always giving back to his employees and the surrounding community in general, and he gifted the first carousel in 1919. It was a gift for the local children because majority of his workforce were immigrants with large families. And ever since then, the giving kind of just continued from there. So now we have six of the original hand-carved carousels in the Binghamton area that cool. people go visit and ride. You can still ride all six of them. Wow. For free. That's cool. It's free, awesome. too. Now that I think about it, I have been on one of them. There is a park next to the main Endwell High School in Endwell that has one of the carousels at it, and I've been to that one. And I know of another one at Rec Park downtown. You know, fun fact is that on campus, there's going to most likely be a carousel at Spring Fling, a fun little spring carnival. And I have ridden that, although I don't think that's one <laughs> of the original. Vintage? I don't is think it it's vintage. A little call out to Spring Fling, which we're actually going to talk about in one in of our future episodes. episodes. Yeah. All the more reason to stay tuned in. Foreshadowing. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Becoming a Bearcat. If any questions arise from listening to our podcast, please feel free to fill out the question form on our podcast website. Keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. Next week's topic being top 10 tips for your students first semester. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time on Becoming a Bearcat.